Hello and welcome to Brony Music History. It's the podcast where we round up the history of Brony Music. Normally, I do a pretty long introduction for our guests, but you'll find out pretty quickly that our guests today can be summed up with the phrase, absolutely shreds, been shredding since December of 2011, and still shredding today. He's released on Balloon Party, Ponies at Dawn, and he's played across the globe at BronyCon, DerpyFest, Requestria, Buck, Nahem, UK PonyCon, and most recently at PonyCon Holland, plus more. Please welcome from the UK, Prince Whatever. Hello, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I would want to add to that to that, that there's a rumor that you're a vampire just based on your sleep schedule. Um, so thank you for joining me out in the sunlight very early this morning. Um. <laughs> yeah, I might as well be at this point. I feel dead, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> we got coffee. It's going to be fine. We have coffee. Apparently they do actually drink coffee in the UK. It's not just tea. Um, yeah. In extreme cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, extraordinary times, extraordinary measures. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so let's wind the clock uh, right back. Um, our first question comes from Compute Doggo. Um, says, when did you first pick up the guitar and learn, and what drove you to do it? Oh, geez. Um, when I first picked it up, it was a my first electric guitar was a Christmas present, but before that, I had a really janky acoustic for like a year. Oh, God. I don't know exactly the year, but I know I picked it up because of a friend in high school. He was a guitarist, and he was my best friend, and he was the coolest guy. I was like, I want to be like him. And, well, uh, yeah, I didn't stop playing guitar. It was a... I used to do art back then. That was my main thing. And then... But I wasn't getting very good very quickly, and it kind of bugged me. But I got... Um, I was improving at guitar quite rapidly, so I kind of stuck with that instead. And, yeah, I switched my path from art to music back in... God, what year would it have been? 2006, maybe? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I started. Yeah, okay, cool. And so that means that you were into uh, music first before Pony. Yeah, yeah, definitely musician before I was a, a horse musician specifically. Yeah, yeah. And so in that sort of 2011 period, just before you joined the fandom, were you um, hmm. playing in gigs? Were you releasing music? Um, doing anything like that? Yeah, I used to be in a lot of local bands. Um, God... Well, the main one I was in, we released, I think, one EP and one album, but they were both god-awful. <laughs> so bad. Uh, we thought they were amazing at the time, of course, but, like, yeah, they're, they're fucking atrocious. Um, but, yeah, like, that was... Yeah, I used to be in a lot of local other normie music ventures before, before Pony stuff. And um, what sort of music were you listening to around that time? What's, what are your big influences from before Pony? Oh, around that time, it was... Almost exclusively a day to remember back then. I I love that band. I still love them. I haven't listened to them in ages properly, but I should I should listen to their. Are stuff. they? But yeah, are they like then. pop punk or metal or? Oh, they're oh geez, they um. People say they kind of originated this genre of like yeah, like pop punk metal stuff, where it's like got your pop punky verses, choruses, and you got your heavy breakdowns, lots of screaming and stuff, all in one, which was great. I don't think they originated it like some people do, but they definitely brought it to the forefront they were yeah they were amazing at that and it was the exact kind of music i wanted i wanted heavy but i love melodic like choruses and stuff so yeah the standard thing yeah mad 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 and so in i, I noticed you actually put up on your twitter um that october 10th is your anniversary in pony 
Um, is, is that, was that when you started watching the show or was that when you started listening to the music? Oh, that, I don't think that's my anniversary. Oh, whoops. That's okay. The, that's the anniversary of Pony when episode one of oh. season, season four, episode one of Gen 4 aired. Yeah. <laughs> Mine uh... is like December 3rd is when I put up my first song. Yeah. December 3rd, 2011. Oof. Um, and it's a Beyond Her Garden cover. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a cover. Uh, I think. Well, did I even sing in that one, or was it just? Um... Yeah, you did. I, th I think. Oh, jeez, how unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so what? What got you started watching the show or listening to the music? Oh, okay. Um. So, the back then, twenty eleven. Like I'm sure you had it as well. Either where you're at, uh, big, big, like kind of sceney phase, like bright colored t-shirts with like zombie unicorns or whatever on there and i happened across a t-shirt that was um it was very much and pinkie pie doing a bro hoof but really like stylized cartoon really neon colors and they said like bronies before honies in some really scratchy font <laughs> and i was like yo that looks sick and i bought it because like i used to watch the um uh the gen one show on like vcr back in the day and so i bought this t-shirt and i wore it to college and a friend of mine was like, yo, I didn't know you were a brony. And I was like, yo, what the hell is a brony? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a new series of that show that you're literally wearing. You should watch it. And yeah, that's, and I did it. And he's, he's still in the fandom as well. He's an artist. Um, he's pretty, doing pretty well for himself, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. And did you discover pony music like immediately or um, did that come a bit later? I actually can't remember. All I know is that not long after that i was listening to like tombstone and stuff i think it's because i was trying to look up the show on youtube because this was kind of not too long after youtube became uh, a google thing so before like not long before you could watch like anime and stuff on youtube or any tv show you wanted um so i tried looking at pony on there but a ton of fan made material came up i was like oh what the hell is this and i was like yo this is cool i do music maybe i'll try and yeah that's that there yep that <laughs> ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so when you joined, like, so that sort of 2011 period, not particularly well mm. known for its, like, rock and um, metal. You had a couple of people um, in that early fandom. Were you seeing a lot of other people doing, making the sort of music you wanted to, like, hear and also the music that you wanted to make when you joined? Oof, a um, few similar ones. The closest one back then was probably Isambof, which he was awesome. But like there was people like um, Brony Fight and Tarby uh, doing other rocky metal-y things. And that's pretty cool. Uh, there, oh, God, there was a guy called uh, Pinky Guy, also went by Needs More Gent at the time. He was super killer. But yeah, most of them, I think Tarby's still like kind of around, but the rest are more or less moved on as far as I can tell. Yeah, Tarby's still posting on Twitter, and we love that. Um... <laughs> yeah yeah cool so um yeah yeah so you, you mentioned the first um first track you sort of contributed to the fandom was beyond her garden tribute um and then there was also a nightmare night tribute just after that and your first original track um released first on december 28 uh of 2011 is rainbow thrash um do you remember like what you were thinking about like going into this track what you were inspired by Oh, I just thought like a fast pop punk song because that's what I thought fit her quite well. And yeah, I just, uh, 
yeah, like, it's kind of awful, but I guess it still fits the motif, so whatever, I guess. <laughs> and if you, yeah. if, you, if you look on YouTube, there's two versions. Well, there's, there's three versions now, because I think you did a remaster a bit later. But there's two versions. One mm. was released two days after the, the other one. C can you walk us through why that is? Oh, I was... Okay, so before this, I'd, I'd mixed a bunch of crap for my, like, local bands and stuff, and they, it was all garbage, but, um... I don't know. For some reason, when it came to Pony, I took it way more seriously. Because I think it's because it was a solo thing. Like, it's all, if it sucks, it's because I suck. And there's no other person that can really um, pass the blame on to who was there. <laughs> so, yeah, I tried really hard to, like, mix it better and got some feedback on the first version. Uh, yeah, like, the differences are very minimal, if anything. And I remember um, I used to do the lyric videos for these, where the lyrics pop up on screen. I used to do it the same day as I released it, and I kind of underestimate how long they took i had a friend around the day i made that made this i remember because i know i know the crap out of him uh because yeah we were meant to go somewhere or do something and i was there for hours working on this video like oh i'll just finish it quick i'll post it because i thought it would be quick and it was not quick it took like four hours <laughs> uh, but um yeah that one's pretty crusty <laughs> yeah well it's crusty but also it's your first original work and it'd be remiss if we didn't start the journey with something crusty um, so let's give Rainbow Thrash, um, the second, uh, version from December 2011 a spin. Yeah.
friends are all you need So don't just go alone Right here is where it's home So rainbow now you see That friends are all you need You'll never go alone Your friends are where it's home Not alone, there we go, you see that We're up here always right there So you know if you need a hug now We'll see you from right there <laughs> yeah those vocals are definitely something um so many things oh my god so many things yeah <laughs> but hey it's it's been 10 years and if you weren't looking at that and going oh that sounds a bit oh after 10 years i think there'd be a problem there <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's my uh, my consolation prize. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, like about what? How how old were you at at this point in the fandom? Oh, jeez. Okay, so I'm like 28 right now. That was December of basically exactly 10 about years 10 years ago. ago so 18. So yeah, 18. Yeah. So oh. what was the what was the reception like for you? Like compared to what the reception had been like for when you were sort of making more normal music. Oh, definitely better with Pony stuff because there was like a fandom ready and willing to listen to it. And like they back in the day, uh, everyone was very forgiving of the kind of jank that came with, you know, like Babby's first fan content. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, and it, like it got on Equestria Daily, which back then was an absolute dream. Still is pretty cool today, but back then it was like because there was so much content and so many posts on there, it was like a huge deal. And yeah, that was that was super cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and did you did did you feel like inspired to like keep going based on how you felt after those initial tracks, or was was it one of those sort of things where it's just like I'm just going to keep releasing music and not thinking too much about it? Uh, it was kind of both. Like I, it was um. I've never gotten such a hugely positive reception from releasing music. Um, like, we got a bunch of people being nice to us at shows and stuff, and it was great, but, like, uh, it's, like, people are usually nice to you when you're face-to-face, -face, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. And, like, on the internet, on the internet, people are brutal, so I was expecting to get hated. Like, some people didn't like it, and, like, honestly, I don't like it, so that's fine. But um, a, lot of, a lot of people really liked it, and I was like, wow, okay, that's cool, and it really pushed me to keep going. And I also love doing it, so, like, that was a win-win for me. Uh, yeah tons of fun yeah sweet and so progressing through in you sort of chipping away at your music over the course of 20 of late 2011 2012 um in 2012 you get on balloon party um with a big collaboration piece um back when balloon party was a, a thing that existed um yeah. <laughs> um and you keep plugging along but yeah in in 2014 um you play your first buck um was oh, that yeah. was that the first convention that you'd attended no i had gone to BronyCon 2013 previously which was an insane experience for me um i went to like some little meetup in london like the year prior i think but yeah those were the only two things before buck 14. yeah I yeah think. and what was so did you did you perform at BronyCon in 2013, or was Buck your first performance? 
I was I was on stage for um, featuring in the DB Pony song he did called uh, Wonderbolt. I featured some vocals. So at Bronicon, he had me come up on stage and sing it. Oh, sick! Uh, I think he played it. We played it on two separate nights at the con, and God, I was so bad. But yeah, <laughs> for, for one for one night, it was um, the issue was that I couldn't hear me, but the crowd could hear me. And then the other night, it was the opposite. I only I could hear me. The crowd couldn't hear me at all. So. <laughs> Yeah, a couple issues, but whatever. It was still a cool experience, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess as as you know, tra like traveling to a different country and, and getting to play there is always fun, regardless of how well or poorly it goes. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, what was your what was your first performance at Buck like? Um, how did that go? It wasn't too awful. It could have been worse. I um. Oh geez, I was I was in a different kind of mindset with live music back then, so I was like, I can't backing track anything. I can't have anything help us out. We have to play like me and two other guys. We have to play this all just instruments. Go. There's no like helping us in any way. So it was just one guitar, me singing, bass and drums. And the kind of music I do needs more. You need like a you need like a rhythm and a lead guitar. Sometimes there's like backing synths and stuff you need. And also because I use a lot of synth in my tracks when I write them. It meant I couldn't play a lot of them because I didn't want to use any of that. So it really limited us, and it was kind of awful. <laughs> but it was the best <laughs> we could have done. Did yeah, did the did the crowd think it was awful? I think some people quite liked it. From what I saw, people quite liked it. But um, I'm sure people some people didn't like it, and I cannot blame them at all for that. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have liked it myself if I was out there. Yeah, yeah, and um. So you, you you've gone to play you've played conventions like in America in in Russia in Holland um, in in the UK um, uh, and you were one of the headliners for Nahum um, at BronyCon. How has like live performances changed at conventions? Um, like what have you seen change at conventions, and also what's changed for you um, with the way that you've approached things? Um, conventions took a, they changed how they do things a lot. It used to be. Uh, I, f I think they were doing more of like a uh, festival style thing where, um, oh, excuse me, there was like two, like conventions usually two or three day things and they'd have the same acts on both days for anyone who missed whichever other day. Um, but now they do it like day one is these acts, day two is these acts if there is a two day concert thing or there's one day that's the concert, depends on the size of the con usually. So they've done that so you get more acts in. But then if you miss one, that's it, you've missed them. Um, with performing, though, oh, geez. I basically backing track most of it now, I guess, because I try to have the full song experience, but I'll take out all the parts that I can play and all the parts I can sing, and then I'll do that myself. And I've got it set up so that if I have other people with me, like a bassist plays with me, I can just try to shut off the backing bass and then have the bassist play. Same with the second guitar and the drums and everything. So... I can basically perform with as much or as little assistance as I need, which is nice. It means I can always perform properly, but it is nice to have a whole band. That's there's no there's no being that energy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just try trying to be flexible, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there is nothing like real people on stage banging real instruments. It just mm. the, the the just I I don't know what it is. It's like a mystical power. Um, yeah, <laughs> energy. <laughs> It's just vibes. I, I think it's also like obviously probably something to do with stage presence as well. Um, yeah, helps. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um, after 
in in my opinion, uh, having sort of listened through your your discography um, to to research this, um, sort of that 2014 and um, getting into 2015 period, um, there's this really noticeable jump in quality um, in in a lot of your songs, and I, I, I especially think that the difference between uh, your own sky, which was released in in June of 2015, and anything before it is just like. It, it, it just stands so much higher than anything that came before it. Like, what what was driving you a, a, around that point to keep improving your music and, and keep improving, like, the, the quality of the execution? Oh, jeez. Um, it, it often depended on the song. If, if I thought a song was, like, okay, it was pretty good, I just mix it together, release it. I, I, I usually do put a lot of time into mixing, but I'd kind of just do whatever and like, yeah, I'd, I'd mix it as I normally would. Uh, Your Own Sky was a special case because I learned a lot of things with that. I think at the same time I was, I went, I've been to two colleges for music and the first one was garbage. Second one was quite useful. And I think I was in that college around the time of Your Own Sky's release. I was learning some stuff that was actually quite helpful to me. Uh, and I really liked how that song was going. That song took forever to write. Like, the, the instrumentation was done pretty quickly, and I loved it. And I was like, I need something quite special lyrically for this. So I wrote, like, oh, jeez. Many, many whole songs of lyrics for that that I just scrapped, because I was like, eh, not good enough. Start over. And, yeah, and I like, and while I was writing lyrics over and over, I was also just kept poking away at the mix, trying to make it a bit better. And it's... It's one of those rare ones that still holds up pretty well today. That one and Breaking Bonds, I think. That's another one I'd spent forever trying to mix. So those ones, they're not great, but they, they hold up pretty well considering, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but yeah, that one, yeah, it happens with songs sometimes. Like, I'll spend a, a lot more effort on the mix if I really, really enjoy how the song is sounding. And that was one of them. And yeah, I learned a lot and I carried what I learned into the, the future other songs I was writing. Yeah, and that would be the first um, song that would eventually become a part of Reinvent, um, which is your first album. In the f wait, was mm. it was that your first album or your second? That's technically my second, but the first one is literal trash. So <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I and, count it as the first. Yeah, yeah, and and so and Reinvent um, was that was that was there ever any intention for Reinvent to be? Um, it's its own album, or did it just sort of happen that you just sort of accumulated enough tracks that eventually like, oh, probably I should put all these together in one place? I, wa I wanted to make an album, but it's it's difficult on YouTube because albums take a long, long time, and you want to keep a lot of the tracks secret, so like you have stuff to show when the album comes out. But at the same time, with YouTube, you need to have stick to a schedule. Be releasing every well, month every month is my usual um uh, schedule and. Yeah, if you take too long, then you've already released all your tracks and you've got nothing to show for the album, so it's hard. Uh, which I think was the case. I think I had four or five tr unheard tracks on that when it came out. It was like a 12, 13, 14 track album, I forget. But um, yeah, that was a big worry with the album thing. And like, yeah, I, I plan to do it. I did want to make an album, but um, I, yeah, it, it's hard because albums take a long time and a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely believe it. Um, but it's a great album reinvent, um, and it's a it's just if if you're listening to this listener, just go and just go and stream reinvent. Um, obviously, stream reimagine and, and the newer stuff as well. But if you're looking for a bit of a a deep dive into sort of mid mid uh, sort of mid 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 twenty tens, um, 
I, I definitely think it's going to be good to start there. Um, so the track you suggested to play from reInvent uh, was Frailty, featuring Milky Momo. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of Milky Momo before this show. Um, are they still active in the fandom? I don't think she was ever active in the fandom. I only uh, had oh. contact with her because we went to college. We went to the same music college, yeah. Oh. She used to be um, close friends with some IRL friends of mine, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I know that because of she was on Frailty, I know that Everfree, for Everfree Brony picked her up on a track or two, but I don't think she's like in the fandom. Yeah. <laughs> as far okay. as I'm aware anyway, I haven't spoken in a while. Well, that, that explains yeah. why I couldn't find much about her. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, what was uh, what was going through your head when you were writing this one, um, which was eventually released in September of 2016? Oh, jeez. Um, there was an older version of Frailty that came out uh, a couple of years earlier, but when I was writing it, it was all uh, season four finale of MLP, so Twilight vs. T-Rex, I was like, yo, that was fucking epic, I want to write a song about that, and I had the instrumental for Frailty written like years earlier, I just couldn't write lyrics to it to save my life, and I opened it up after season four happened whenever and it just worked and i was like okay that works now we've got a cool song and yeah i'm really really i still really like it today it's one of my favorite tracks i've ever written mm, cool <sighs> yeah, yeah yeah um well let's give frailty a, uh, a spin um because yeah it sounds sounds interesting one of your favorite tracks you've ever written mm, interesting okay let's go
Fuck. That shreds. Mm. <laughs> it's better than the last thing. <laughs> it's onwards, it's onwards. Better than Rainbow Thrush. Yeah, absolutely. Onwards and upwards. And and that that is a song that like draws its inspiration so clearly from the text of My Little Pony. What was it about the show um, that you found inspiring um, for writing your music? It's hard to put my finger on it. I just really, really enjoyed it. Like, I've, there's things I enjoy. Like, I'm super into Star Wars. Star Wars is probably, like, the only other thing I'm into as much as Pony. Um, and, like, some animes and stuff. And there's so many... There's, there's things, like video games, that I really enjoy. But none of them make me want to write music. Uh, I don't know. It's something about the characters. And they're just... They're easy to write about. Because there's... And there's a lot of world building. You can really, like... They've kind of... People say, like, oh, I wish they'd have done more world building in MLP. It's like, well, I guess they could do more. But they've kind of sketched out the rough, like, um, picture of a lot of stuff. So you can, you can like, kind of dive into it and make your own thing out of it. And that's so easy to do with MLP for some reason. And, yeah, I do a ton of that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say exactly what it was. But I just enjoy it a lot. And it's I find it easy. And other people like it, too. So... Win-wins. Yeah, Win's yeah. And I, 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 I do like the idea that, you know, any, any, hole, any hole in world building is just fan fiction waiting to be made. Um, or oh, fan yeah. music or fan, fan art or whatever. Because um, I, 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 I agree. I, I think that they, they, they did make a world, but also they've just, left, they've just left enough that it's like, yeah, we can make our own things in here. Not everything is solved. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, and I think it's about this time, um, I think in 2015 or 2016, um, that you started a Patreon. Um, am I getting that right? Or is that, was that later? I feel like it was later, but that's probably cause I just, everything feels like it was. <laughs> I think, old. <laughs> if, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was about 2018. Anyway, um. Let's, but let's just let's just talk about that for a sec. So, do you have you done music? Um, you, obviously, you started doing music as a hobby, but you've you've been and you studied music. Do you work in music full time? Uh, my YouTube channel, like my online music stuff, is my full time job basically now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Took a, took a long time to get there. It's it's the dream, but it ain't easy. Absolutely. And can you can you talk us through sort of like what the process of of building that was like? and um, how the fandom uh, sort of helped you with that? Uh, well, things were really easy at the start. Well, I, I was lucky, basically, because I started making music when the fandom was, like, exploding. People were really into it. I, um, and I had a lot of ideas, so I could just keep going and write more stuff, and, and the show was still going at the time. Uh, and I was at a point in my life where I was quite young, uh, living, with, living with the parentals, so... I had I didn't have to get a job and spend tons of time into doing that instead of writing music. I I was just free to do it, and yeah. And from there, I've kind of started monetizing things because you kind of have to these days. I found out not that long ago that YouTube will not recommend your video so much if it's not monetized because they make money on the ads as well. So I was like, well, crap. I guess I have to do that now. Um, uh, plus, lucky, yeah. I do. I did want to make it. Yeah, I did want to make it a real career for myself. So I was like, I guess I got to monetize, got to diversify, got to do all those lame money things 
but yeah, it's part of the game, I suppose. Absolutely. And and also like some of those lame money things like merch and uh you, you you know like patreon and that sort of stuff you are still you are still bringing beautiful things into the world um even if people are paying for them um and Do my best <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so was that was was that like a, a dream of yours when you were younger that like like yeah i'm gonna do music full time um was was that something you were always working towards or was it just something that you sort of woke up one day and you're like oh maybe i should actually start chasing this with the following i built it was a dream for a while um but like it was one of those dreams where you kind of like just kind of bullshit with your friends like oh imagine if we did this or that and we, we like this is when i was in bands before pony so we were like oh we're gonna have a tour bus and we're gonna tour the world and it's gonna be so cool um of course that never really panned out and like, so I'm kind of living the dream in a way, it's in a very different way. I'm like, I'm like a solo fandom musician now. Still get to travel to cons and stuff, which is the coolest thing ever. But um, yeah, you find out things aren't as easy. Like, ah, uh, traveling around is brutal. I get, I get, I'm not good at, I'm, like, I'm not like a big strong guy. I can't carry all my gear by myself. It's rough. And also I get sick really easily. So like, especially nowadays, flying is scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... Like, it's great, and I would never trade it in for anything, but it's not as easy as I imagined it would be. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it ever is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's turn to some of your more recent uh, works. Um, you've yeah. really, like, over the past sort of three or four years, you've really consistently just been pumping out, like, track after track. It's all quality. It's all really good. Um, what... Was there, was there anything that sort of changed that allowed you to get that sort of consistency of, of release and inspiration? Um, sort of, I feel like in, in the last third of your time in the fandom, like it's really just been like machine pumping it out. I don't know. I, I told my, I did it like, a, at, the, at the point where I was like, I want to make a career out of this. I want to take this seriously. I did a lot of things. I looked into like, okay, how does the algorithm work? When should I be uploading? Um, what kind of things should I be doing? How do I make a good thumbnail? How do I use my tags properly? Okay, what should I, well, should I be doing? How do I how do I connect better with the people who actually care enough to watch me? And I'm like, okay, you should live stream if you do that, which is a big thing I've been doing recently, uh, which is a ton of fun as well. And I was like, okay, first thing was the schedule. And um, it's like, you don't need to make like a super, it doesn't have to be like every week or every day. As long as you're doing it, roughly the same time um consecutively the algorithm will pick up on that so i try i try to do it on the first wednesday of every month um this month i've missed it clearly it's the second month in a row i've missed it things are getting complicated i've been a little bit burned out recently but it's fine i've got a lot of stuff in the back catalog to get through um but it's usually it's usually video editing that takes the most time now or at least it still takes longer than i expect it to take so it kind of <laughs> can screw up my schedule a bit but um yeah, that's that's my main thing is just like trying to keep a schedule, trying to diversify, trying to do what I can to make a career out of this while not sacrificing in the actual music at all because that's just not an option for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do that. And yeah, also, I, I you've done the content as always. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the content, the fucking you know what the content mines hacking away with your pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also in in this sort of past, like you you've always um. I think I think quite quite unusually, you've had like collabs like quite consistently throughout your entire time in Pony. Um, at least sort of looking through, like there's a lot there's a lot of artists who for their first four or five years of releasing music don't do a single collab. Um, 
And maybe... Am I, am I just tripping balls? No? Sometimes. Sometimes. It's hard because all like collab bro meme kind of discourages a lot of people, I feel. Oh, yeah, always. To even try. Um, but like, especially I think in the, in the past three or four years, like almost every single one of your songs is a collab. Um, what's been your experience collaborating with people in the fandom? And uh, do you have a favorite artist that you've collaborated with? Um, see, I, I see collabs like kind of differently. Like oh, 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 basically everything I do features someone because there are things I like to have in my music that I can't do myself, so I get someone else. Um, collabs to me are like when you, with someone else from the ground up, start the song together and you kind of like, it's, it's a real collaboration between two people. Um, God, who have I worked with though? Oh, the so most common one I work with is... So you're talking more like it's like a co you you think a collab is like like a, a co-design whereas like a featuring artist sort of you separate those two in your in your mind. Yeah, for me featuring is like like what I most commonly do is I'll, I'll write a song, I'll write the lyrics, I'll record and produce everything and then I'll be like okay, I want harmonies in this chorus or like uh, a like a small part with a different vocalist here to illustrate like a different thing happening in the song or something and I'll get someone into that. Um but because that's usually when I've written everything and they just kind of do what I say. They just work like as a contractor, basically. Yeah. Whereas uh, collabs is like, yeah, they, they have equal part in writing the song from the start. That's that's what I that's what I um think of when I say collab anyway. Um, but yeah, it's the favorite person to have collabed with. Oh, my God. I. Oh. I'm not sure. There's a lot for it. You can list From, a couple. You don't have to do a favorite. You can list a couple. I think the top three for me would be Sable Symphony, purely because he's so quick and easy to work with. He does great stuff. He's a fantastic singer, fantastic um, musician in general. He writes amazing stuff. Um, I think he wrote the instrumentation for Holy Fire, if you've heard that one, which is one of my favorites. Very, um, very 2010s attack attack kind of style of, yeah, post-hardcore stuff. Um, then it'd be... Jikro and Frozen Knight, uh, two orchestral guys. Jikro, absolutely massive in the fandom right now. He's a total juggernaut, doing amazing stuff, getting tons of views. He's killing it. Um, Frozen Knight's a lot smaller, but he's incredibly underappreciated, in my opinion. He's also an orchestral guy. Um, what was the last track I did with him? It wasn't that long. I've had him work on a bunch of things. A lot of them are unreleased, but they're pretty sweet. I just haven't released him yet, but it's good. <laughs> when it comes, it's gonna come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those would be my favorites overall. I'd say. And do I'm you have a? Someone is gonna get really mad at me. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone, get on Twitter and, and cancel Prince whatever because yeah. you d didn't write your favorite collab artist. Um, do you have a dream? <laughs> do you have a dream collab? Um, uh, so who who asked this question? Um, uh, um, Kazi asks, do you have a dream musical collaboration? And I'm going to say uh, within the fandom and also outside of the fandom. Okay, within the fandom. It's hard because I've, I've collabed with basically everyone. <laughs> you're, you're living the um, dream. <laughs> yeah, mostly. I don't know. Oh, who's who's doing stuff? Who's who's doing stuff recently? Oh God, if you remember Ken Applejack from back in the day, they were insane. Their production was next level, even so far, even like all the way back in like 2012. Their production was already leagues ahead of everyone else. Mm. Uh, metal, metal person, but they're completely gone now. They were cool. Yeah, needs more gent back then. Would like to collab with him. 
Wish I was good enough back in the day to do that. Uh, there is someone. Oh, God, I forgot their name. Crap. What? I had it. Ah, jeez. I forget. It was some. It was something electronic. No, I can't think of it. Uh, I don't right. know. Oh, it'll come to you in the. Flat. It'll come to you in the shower tonight. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and outside yeah. the fandom, any? If you, it just shoot for the stars. Who is do, it gonna be? Do v, VAs from the show count? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, I really wanted to get Claire Collette to do a part for a Sweetie Bot song. To like to, to to do Sweetie Belle for a Sweetie Bot song at some point. That'd be awesome. I really want to. I almost got Kelly Sheridan for a part. Um, Starlight Glimmer for a part in a parody thing, but she couldn't because that counts as work. And if she's doing the Starlight voice, then it's in Hasbro's jurisdiction, and it opens up a whole thing. I was like, okay, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that'd been awesome. The incredible complications. Uh, yeah, for stuff that's completely outside, though. Oh, jeez. I mean, it had to just be my favorite band right now, which is probably Amity Affliction and Hands Like Houses and Date to Remember is still one of my favorites. So one of those, um, hey, two out, two out of three of those are Australian bands. Ain't that something? Indeed. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, Land Down Under. Um, that's, the, that's, <laughs> that's the Australia tax for this episode. We've mentioned Australia, so I'm, I'll take that one off the bingo yeah. card. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's always funny seeing like metal like touring, like touring shows in Australia. It's like, oh yeah, half the artists on this lineup are Australian and also like are just like headlining. Um, yeah. Uh, it's fucking, we love to see it. Um, yeah, something about your place, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the spiders. It's always the spiders. Everyone's so scared. That's the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> um, all right, let's play some more music. Um, and let's play one of these collabs. Um, yeah, let's play um Lost in Data. Um, which is Destabilized Part Two, featuring Violet. Uh, which would eventually be released yes. on Reimagine. Um, yeah, what was, uh, what was the process like of, um, of, of, of writing and, and getting that recorded? Um, I wasn't super, okay, so, I, um, I emulate other bands I like a lot, and for this one I think I was super into Throne by Bring Me the Horizon. Got a very similar intro with, like, the rapid-fire synths going, and then it goes, like, the dun-dun, and then it all kicks in with everything. Very similar intro. Um, from then it really changes, but... Yeah, I was really into that song. I was like, I want to do something like that. I want to do something similar. Like, I wanted a similar synth tone. I wanted a similar kind of um, intro and, like, the energy it was giving me. And I wrote it, and it, it tends to work out the songs. Like, the heavier songs of mine that have a ton of synth, they just become uh, <laughs> destabilized songs because it just works out really well. And, yeah, it was it was pretty easy after that. I've, I've, I have found, so far with the destabilized tracks, that the lyrics come really, really easily. And that's not normal for me. I'm really bad at lyrics in like 90% of cases. They take me forever. But this one really worked quite well. And I think, yeah, I, I got to the part where Violet's um, part in the song where it was, a, it was a break and I was completely stumped. I have no idea what to do. And I messaged her. I was like, yo, do you want to just do a thing? And I didn't even have the lyrics. She wrote her own parts and I was like, oh, God bless you because I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> and yeah, it, it really added to the song. It was a great part. And yeah, people love Violet too, so killer collab in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not pretty well. Not not the first time you've collabed either. Um uh I think you're right. 
I think uh, I did uh, something with her first. Yeah, you've done Danger Close on yeah. Super Pony World, I think. Um, mm. uh, which also just shreds. Um, and like a lot of these collabs feel like a, a real fusion of styles where, you know, you've got the metal and the and the rock influence but you've also got the dance music influence yeah. and the, and the bass and the, the wobs and all those ones um yeah. and it's such a such a cool crossover because i don't think it's something like i'm not the biggest um biggest metal and 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 rock music fan outside of the fandom um but yeah. I, I don't feel like it's something you see particularly often um especially in I don't know like music you'd hear on the radio or, or the sort of the, the more popular stuff um do you enjoy like mashing up those styles and and switching it up a bit I I love it it's one of my favorite things to do it's just hard because yeah there's there's reasons people don't usually do it in the mainstream because um people you usually go into it thinking like yo everyone's gonna love this because there's something for everybody but <laughs> when each genre has a small part in the song and then the rest of it is not that genre. You just basically make everyone mad, and no one likes it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like all the rock guys are coming, like, "Yo, there's a there's one cool rock part, but the rest of the song is boring. I'm not going to sit through three minutes of a song to get to like five seconds of a cool bit. So I'm not going to care." And then the dubstep guys think the same thing for their part, and the rap guys think the same thing. And it's just yeah, it just doesn't work out like that. So I try and make it through the whole track. Um, like with the destabilized songs, there's always some like a lot of electronic elements to it but a lot of heavy stuff at the same time, but, and it's, but it's always more or less happening. So it kind of becomes its own thing in a way. Not really. I'm just, there are tons of bands do electronic and metal yeah. at the same time. Mine's, mine's clearly leaning towards the metal a lot more, but yeah, I, as long as it sounds good to me, I'm happy to do it and people seem to like it too. So yeah, definitely. And, and I think the, like the sweetie bot through line, um, especially in the destabilized tracks really helps tie everything together. Um, because like tonally it fits and like the lyrics fit and the tone fits and um, I, 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 that put, in my opinion, that, that's why I think those, those, those tracks seem to do so well is just because you have, you have something other than the, the music genres or whatever to tie it together. All right. So let's give uh, Lost in Data, um, which is very helpfully uh, uh, hyphenated and underscored um <laughs> to be incompre incomprehensible to read uh but we we have learned today that it's pronounced lost in data um so yeah let's give that a play
Fuck. <laughs> yeah, still one of my faves. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, oh the the bridge is just perfect. It just mm, yeah. That that oh, just Violet's that, part? That just like the, atm the the atmosphere of the whole bridge and just the way that Violet comes in just so subtly and just like oh. Oh. Yeah, she killed it. Totally it's killed it. <laughs> absolutely music. Um all right, let's hit you with some rapid fire questions. Um Oh, all right. All right. So Kazi uh, asked the most cursed question of all that could only come out of someone from the British fucking Isles. What's the appropriate wheat bix to beans ratio? <laughs> Kazi. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! Eighty percent beans. You want to add twenty percent wheat bix for a little bit of crunch, but that's all. <laughs> okay, cursed. Um, General Spooky asks, "What's your favorite type of cheese?" Oh. Pfft. Mild cheddar. Used to be a big fan of super mature cheddar, but it's a bit much for me nowadays. I'm a baby, so yeah, mild is good. Brutal. <laughs> uh, Biscuit Tunes asks, can you play Wonderwall Hun XO? Oh my god, literally no. I've never learned that song in my life. <laughs> wait, wait, you- hey, wait, whoa, 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 stop, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you telling me there's someone that's played the guitar that can't play Wonderwall? Yep. 
I can't. Oh Not my. even for the meme, I don't know how to play it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fraud, um, what can I say? <laughs> oh dear dear. Shyfire asks, what do you prefer recording? Screams or vocals? Screams or vocals? <laughs> uh, I'll take like, you know, normal singing stuff. It's a lot easier on my voice and I don't have to like warm up for 20 minutes beforehand. Screams mm. are brutal and they usually leave me dead for the rest of the day afterwards. Have you ever done Screams live? Only tiny bits if I'm really like into it and it's near the end of the set anyway. So if I damage my voice, it doesn't matter anymore. But usually, no, I leave all that to either a person who I have to just do Screams or backing track. Mad. Um, all right, what questions? Uh, uh, Ambazar asks, will you be at Everfree Northwest 2022? Oh, I mean, I'd like to. I plan to hit... There's a hey, funny story. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so 2019, I hit like a ton of cons. Uh, at one point, I did seven cons in five months. Or, and like that absolutely destroyed me. Um, but then I, t I told myself, yo, in 2020, I'm going to take a break and not do any more cons for a year. And then, of course, Corona happened. So I didn't really get a choice in the end of that. Um, so yeah, now the cons are coming back. I plan to hit every single con I physically can. I don't care if it like makes me sick or if I get tired or exhausted i don't care i need to hit every single one so the plan is yes whatever con you want me to be at the plan is yes i'll be there as long as the con wants me there and i can get get there i'll do it Ooh, very exciting um okay and and so you, you mentioned that that 2019 um incredible con performance period um so around that time as well uh in uh, October of 2019 um you released the solidarity multi-animation multi-animator project um, which was also, um, around the end of My Little Pony. Um, was it? Yeah. I think I have a feeling oh, we tried to crunch that out for, like, the nine-year anniversary or something. Yeah, it, it was, it was, like, during some of the final seasons of the show. Um, and it, it was on October 10th, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I remember, like, um, Party Like Who does one of the arts at the start. I remember her just, like, crunch, being so stressed about that crunch. It was... An interesting thing to watch. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting thing yeah. to watch from uh, fr from from a distance. Um, so, the the song itself is a a bit of a like, it's it's a statement about um, you know how you feel about the fandom and you know how how far we've come, but also like where we are at at the moment, and um, uh, and and you know what the, what the fandom still has left to give. What was your inspiration for um, the the solidarity, and why did you do it as a multi animated project? Uh, okay, the, for the song, I think it was just after Bronicon twenty eighteen. I was like, I don't know, going to cons is always a big moment of inspiration for me. It always reminds me how many people there are out there who still who are still here, still care, still enjoy the show and stuff. I was like, yep. I need to write something about because all my songs have been about happenings in the show or like uh, headcanon happenings in the show. It's never been about the fans specifically. And I was like, well, we've been here for like a decade. Maybe I should do something about them. And yeah, that that was a ton of fun to write. Uh, took a while to get the lyrics down, but it was actually quite easy to get them all written out. It just took a while to get them to where I was happy and it all flowed well and made sense. And had that had the emotional impact I felt like it should have had. Um, the animation thing, though, that wasn't my idea. I had done the song solo with its own video that's already released previously. But um, I think it was Hyper Dash. She came to me and was like, yo, 
I want to do a multi-animator project. And nine times out of ten, when you hear someone wants to do that for whatever song, uh, it usually falls through, doesn't work. So I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. Do your best. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> but um, no, they were serious. They were very serious. And they got a ton of people involved. And they started, I think they paid for a bunch of ads on Dopey Baru to show up, like the banner ads you get on there. So I'm like, yo, come join our animation project. And I was like, oh, we're taking this seriously. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely her project. Um, uh, beyond mine, um, her and I think Ask I um I don't know how to say their name Ask Cometa or A S A S Cometa. They were the other head of the thing. They really helped out in the end, getting everything done on time. Yeah, the time crunch at the end was a real issue. That a <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of drama went around on behind the scenes because of that, but it all worked out in the end. So whatever, I suppose. Yeah, nobody nobody ever sees but, the drama. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's never in the plan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it worked out, and I love it. I The fact that people even wanted to do this using my song was incredible to me, and it, it worked out. So yeah, nothing but a good feels with this one. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Princess Starglow asks, um, uh, are, you, are you planning on doing uh, another big project like that? And um, if so, could they be in it? <laughs> <laughs> collab bro um i'm not sure big projects are hard they're they're so you always miss your deadlines it's always going to be late it's always going to be a ton of work and a ton of drama to deal with and that's fine as long as the end product is good but it's scary because if if too much goes down then somewhat like someone who's integral to the project might just up and fuck off and then you're screwed uh so it's scary but i do have some things in mind i want to do a a very like a not an ep i guess i want i want to do like a six track ish maybe ep thing with songs i want it to be it to be like a prequel thing about um celestia and luna like how they were babies and they grew up and then they had the big fight and stuff all throughout that whole thing but i want every track to have like its own animatic and stuff and it'd be like a super fancy thing with tons of cool artwork and all this story and but yeah that's hard <laughs> i had the idea for a part the four four tracks for reimagine and they still aren't even finished with like the the additional media i guess like the animations and stuff so i don't know if i'm gonna go through with that but we'll see i have some people in mind who could help me out make that work a lot better this time rather than trying to do it all myself Bleh. or well do it in a different way i say there, there were people helping me but um yeah that's only an idea in my head right now so who knows if it'll happen but we'll see apart from that no other huge plans i want to do more animatics in general just for songs because i think they're super cool but apart from that yeah sweet that's the only one all right well let's give solidarity a spin um as our oh. final song for tonight um because it rocks and it's it is feels uh in in a word it is feels like i've only been in this it's fandom for like five years now um i'm i'm still quite a recent brony in the grand scheme of things and fucking hell this still hits like a freight train um <laughs> uh, <laughs> even you know i've I'd only been in the fandom for three or four years when this came out and just oh feels still feels more feels now um yeah let's do this <laughs> Right. 
friendships I've made with all of you. Each one of you taught me something about friendship. And for that, I will always be grateful. Today, I consider myself the luckiest pony in Equestria. Thank you, friends. Thank you, every pony. <laughs> yeah, it's still a still a favorite. It, I feel like it borders that line of a uh, cool and cringe <laughs> right on the edge there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like the 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 Phantom yeah. as a whole like borders the line of cool and cringe in in so many of its oh, best yeah. creations. Um, and it, it's part of the charm. Um, so like that that work like it it on one hand it looks it looks to the past, but also in the other hand it's like. No, we're still fucking here. We're still fucking kicking. Um, what do you have to say to people who say, "Oh, like we've already lived through the golden age of pony"? Well, what the fuck do you know? We'll <laughs> 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 uh, we'll see about that. You don't know. You don't know until it's over. Um, it's it's not over, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah, like the the chance of us seeing another explosion, like in twenty eleven, is quite small. But ah, uh, I don't know. I'm still here. I'm glad that the Phantom's turning into more of a long-term thing, rather than just, like, completely being dead. Like, a lot of people say it. People were saying the Phantom was dead back in, like, season when Season 3 was airing. It's like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, people, are, people can be stupid. Whatever. Yeah. They can think what they, what they want. <laughs> and, and we're still here, we're still partying, and that's the most important thing. Um, yes. Yeah, and if, if you put your, your big retrospective hat on, um, where do you think you'd be as a person and um, as a musician without the brony fandom oh i oh, i don't know uh i really don't know i would probably be working like some normie job and not be as happy as i am currently i'm willing to bet on that um i'd probably be a worse person i was i was a pretty awful person before ponies i'll be honest but that's fine we all gotta grow but yeah i'd say if without horse i would be worse across the board quite easily yeah yeah and do you have a proudest accomplishment in the fandom I'm pretty sure that the the map of solidarity is probably my proudest thing. Like I didn't even do it; I just did the song. But the fact that people cared enough to do that really and wanted to, to go up on my channel was fucking incredible. Love it. 
Uh, yeah, probably my proudest moment so yeah, far. Yeah, there's so, so much, there's so much love in that track, in that map, in its reception. Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's just so much love. <laughs> yep. Um, do, do you have yeah. a, do you have a favorite track? I mean, you've mentioned Solidarity a couple of times, um, but is, is that, is that your, your, your number one track, um, your favorite or... Is there another so, one? So far, I reckon. So far, it's just solidarity. Still, it was um, frailty for the longest, longest time. But oh god, stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, but yeah, solidarity's took taken that over quite handily. I would say. Just scroll through and take a quick look. There's other songs that are cool, but not any that have the same kind of uh, meaning to me personally. Mm, stuff, mm. you know. But yeah, that that'd be the one. And have you have you ever played solidarity live? Oh yeah! Ever since it came out, it's been a staple in the set. I have to play it live every time. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult song, so yeah. But mm. yep, I love okay. doing it. People seem to really like it. And Provox asked, "Do you have um, a favorite remix of any of your songs?" Oh, the people who've done of my tracks. I don't think people have really remixed my songs that much. I remember a couple back in the day. Um, I'm trying to think. Are there many remixes? I think. I couldn't Aviators find many. I think Aviators did a remix back in the day. That was pretty sick. Um, apart from that, I don't know of many at all, really. I'd, or any that I could speak of, except Aviators one that I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a long time since remixing other fandom songs was a big thing. That's at least that I'm aware of. I don't know. Yeah. I, I th and especially in the... I feel like in... You know, if you're in the dance music corner of the fandom, like... You know, remix is, a, is a, it's just a dime a dozen, but um, like I, I feel like it's a, just a lot rarer when you're making rock music because, in so many ways, like the presentation of the track is just so integral to the track itself, and remixing just changes it in a way that I don't feel like dance music does. Um, but I don't mm. know, maybe that maybe that's just a personal opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sweet. Um, so what's what's in the future for Prince Whatever? I don't know. I'm trying to fix this video right now. That's the only thing on my mind. Um, what is in the future? Oh, I've got a big animatic coming out with another song that ugh, I don't reckon will be out until early next year. It's taken, like, we're in a part of the, the anim animatic process where it's all hard stuff now, so it's going to take a while. Um, that's going to be cool. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, new song, hopefully, on Wednesday, hopefully, if I can get the video done in time. Um, apart from that, that kind of album thing, I want to do a whole another album. I want to do a bunch of G five stuff. Looking forward to G five time when the uh, the series when the series starts coming out. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Uh, apart from that, no, there's not any super big concrete like grand scheme plans. You know, I just kind of take it as it comes and keep on rocking. Yep, yeah, we're still going. So yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. So so far so good. All right, and my final question that I try to ask all of my guests: um, Do you have anyone that you want to hear interviewed on this show because you think they'd have a good story to tell? Ooh, hmm. <laughs> um, I know Black and Blue is a close friend and musician of mine. He he likes to talk a lot. He probably. Have a great time. <laughs> I love him. He's great. Um. Oh, geez, a great story to tell specifically. Oh, my lord. Oh, any, anyone um, anyone that you'd hear that, that you think would just be good to interview? I don't know. I, I don't really... Like, I don't do the, the work you do, so I don't really think about interviewing people very often. Um, 
The man. It'd be funny if say if funny if you did Sable. He he's not technically in the fandom anymore, but he still works with me a lot. And he used to be like super super into it. He's got a he's got a picture on his Facebook of me and him together at Veronicon twenty thirteen. I didn't. I, he's just a dude who's like said hello. I I was a baby back then. I had like a couple thousand subscribers maybe, which which is a lot. But it, back then it was tiny. Um. Yeah. God, it'd be hilarious to hear from him about his whole journey. But uh. Yeah, apart from him, I'm blackened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have brain. <laughs> you have. You just have Better. music, and fucking yeah. hell, fucking hell, he's good at it. All right. Um, if people, for the love of God, don't already follow your work, where can they find uh, you on all of the places? Oh, quickest and easiest place is probably YouTube. Just type Prince whatever er, and you'll find me. Um, apart from that, I am on Spotify. Same thing. Just type me in on iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. Amazon, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. And Twitter, at P whatever, and uh, Twitch, I think. I, yeah, stream every Wednesday, Saturday. Uh, it's Prince underscore whatever. Yes, I believe it is. But yeah, that's where I'm at on the internet, mostly. <laughs> well, sick. Come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. I strongly recommend um, listening to his entire discography front to back. Um, or maybe skipping the first five years um <laughs> mm. but yeah, uh, I would. it's yeah it's a it's a it's a great trip um it's it's always my favorite part about preparing these shows is just like listening to someone's entire catalog because it's cool um and it's good music and it all fucking rocks all right well thank you very much for coming on and telling us your story for brony music history it's been an absolute pleasure um and mm. yeah uh hopefully you uh get some get some good rest tonight because I knew I, I know I got you up a bit earlier than normal. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for having me. It has been a blast. And yeah, um, I mean, I used oh, dude yesterday. I woke up at like well, I woke up early enough. I got out of bed at like three p.m. It's like I felt like a fucking slob, but it's probably a good thing I'm up early today. I'll try and get some work done. But yeah. Thank you so much. Fuck yeah. And um, for anyone listening, um, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Brony Music History. This is episode nine. Um, so we're up with a big 10 next time. Um, and uh, yeah, if you are listening on um, Spotify or on any of the podcast channels, we have uh, a YouTube channel. Um, and this episode, there is actually video. Um, so you can see us actually having a chat on our little computers. Um, and if you're listening on YouTube and you want something easier to digest, if you're doing something else, um, we're on Spotify and the podcast things. Um, if you want to come find me, I'm on Twitter at rockfoxdj. If you have anyone that you'd like to see, um, interviewed, um, just send me a DM or at me or comment on the video because, um, I write down every single suggestion that people make. And um, I love it when people get, get passionate about artists that they want to see because like that passion really drives me to go forward. So yeah, peace out everyone and I'll see you later um, and I'm going to sign out and see you next time. Bye.